Hello and welcome to The Grove Zone. You have tuned into the podcast of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. At Union Grove, we are learning, serving, giving, and connecting under the leadership of our senior pastor, Dr. David Anthony Clark Sr. For more information on Union Grove, find us on the web at www. TheGroveWR.org. And now, here's a word from the Lord. Today, we're going to look at why we should not be defeated by fear. We should not be defeated by fear. Very common uh, passage of Scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 1. I'm going to begin at verse 5. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 5. Let's read this responsibly. We'll read all the way down to verse 14. All the way down to verse 14. I'll read the odd-numbered verses. Please read the even-numbered verses. And we'll read verse 14 together in unison. Now, when we've done the responsive reading, I've tried to have all of us... uh, All right, I'll tell you what. We'll read from the King James Version. I'm going to preach from the New Living Translation. But I'll read from the King James Version. Make it a little easier. Uh, for y'all to follow with me. The verses will be on the screen. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. Verse 9 says, Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus, before the world. Amen. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. that day. Amen. Verse 13 says, hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus and together that good thing which was committed unto thee keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. And all God's people said amen. This month again we're focusing on canceling defeat. Canceling defeat. Today I want to talk from the thought I've got to get myself together so I can win. I've got to get myself together so I can win. Amen. At the beginning of the current NBA season, I don't think many of us saw the New Jersey Nets at the crib, especially after being swept in the first round of the playoffs. With all the firepower they had in KD, Kyrie, and James Harden at the beginning of the season, 
there was a widely circulated expectation of the Nets making it at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. But with Kyrie's not being vaccinated, Harden being traded to Philly, and the Nets getting nothing out of Ben Simmons, the Nets are at the crib after being swept in the first round of the playoffs. The Nets and Timothy have something in common. When you don't have yourself together, you can lose contests you could have or really should have won. One reason Paul wrote Timothy this letter is because Pastor Tim, who pastored the saints in Ephesus, uh, was being defeated by fear and shame. Let's look at, let's look, let's rewind the DVD to verse five, verses five through eight. Uh, Paul tells Timothy, I remember your genuine faith for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spirit, spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Here it is, verse 7. For you, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord, and don't be ashamed of me either. Timothy is being defeated by fear that has not come from God. This fear is causing Tim to deny using what has come from God. In other words, is power, love, and a sound mind. What has not come from God is dominating what has come from God. The fear that has not come from God is sweeping what has come from God. Power, love, and a sound mind. Y'all, the fear that has not come from God is lynching the power, love, and sound mind that has come from God. Timothy's fear that has not come from God is trying to steal, kill, and destroy what has come from God. Power, love, and a sound mind. Paul wrote this letter to Timothy from prison. Paul is in prison for preaching the gospel. He's trying to get Timothy to fight to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Timothy is in a fight to preach, and he's in a fight, y'all, within himself, against himself. This fight is between, is between fear that has not come from God and boldness that has come from God. Timothy's fight is within himself and against himself. His fight is between fear that makes him hold back in witnessing for Jesus and the boldness that makes him a nobody telling everybody about somebody who can save anybody. He, he, he is tapping out. He is, he is tapping out. He's in a fight. He's being defeated. He is yielding to fear. He uh, 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 giving in to giving in to his fear. He is tapping out like an MMA fighter, MMA fighter tapping out in the octagon. He is being defeated by fear and shame. So Paul is trying to help Tim get himself together so he can win the fight against fear and shame. He told Timothy from prison, don't allow what is happening to me for preaching Jesus scare you and keep you from preaching Christ. Don't be ashamed to tell others about our Lord and don't be ashamed of me either. Tim is being defeated of being too ashamed of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the fear of it getting him thrown into prison. The threat of being arrested, tried, convicted, and incarcerated for preaching Jesus is so real to Timothy, it scares him into a defeated posture of silence. This cannot be. This cannot be. Timothy, Timothy should be winning this fight. 
Timothy like the New Jersey Nets has too much on the roster of his inner man to be in the defeated position he is in. Timothy has got to get himself together. He's got to get himself together so he can fight for the souls being saved and lives being changed to the glory of almighty God. The truth of the matter is, y'all, this is what the enemy wants. The enemy wants you and I to be defeated by stuff that we can whoop. He wants us to be defeated by stuff that we already have the victory over. We have authority over. The enemy wants us to be defeated to the point where he shuts us down. He, he shuts us down. He wants us defeated by scaring us into silence regarding our witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants us to be too afraid and ashamed to tell others about the saving grace of God. The enemy fights to steal, kill, and destroy our fire for flowing in what God has given us to tell others of his love, goodness, and mercy. He knows if we ain't witnessing, we ain't winning. If we aren't spreading the good news of salvation from sin through faith in Jesus' blood, death, and resurrection, then we are defeated. As long as we keep the good news to ourselves and keep having church instead of being the church to get those outside the church, inside the church, we're defeated. We're defeated. But this month we're canceling defeat. We're canceling defeat. We're canceling being defeated by fear this week. Fear defeats us when we give in to it and allow it to keep us from boldly sharing Christ. If we do not cancel being defeated by fear, we lose. We lose. We lose the fight to advance God's kingdom and spread the good news of Jesus. As, as God's people, we have the antidote, the, the vaccine. Hear me, y'all. The vaccine for the virus of sin, evil, and darkness. Only God's loving, gracious gift of salvation through his son, Jesus, is the remedy for sin. What can wash away my sins? What's the answer? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Only God's loving, gracious gift of salvation through his son, Jesus, is the remedy for sin. Moderna has nothing to fight against the virus of sin. Pfizer has nothing for fighting against the deadly, lethal virus of sin. Only God's grace through Jesus can save one from sin. So if we lose the fight, if we lose the fight, the world loses because if we're not bearing witness to the saving grace of God through Jesus Christ, we're telling those in darkness there is no remedy for sin. There is no remedy for darkness. There's, we're telling them there is no remedy, no antidote for evil, hate, violence, war, killing civilians in war, killing women and children in schools and hospitals and homes in war. If we grow silent and flowing in our gifts and bearing witness to the salvation, to salvation through Jesus Christ, our silence says there is no remedy for allowing certain immigrants to come through the border while immigrants of color just sit there. Our silence would say there's no remedy for hopelessness, poverty, racism, sexism, abuse of all kinds, greed, corruption, sex trafficking, addiction, jealousy, fearful sanitization of teaching American history in our schools and all the other works of the enemy. The good news of Jesus Christ provides the world an alternative system to the works of corruption, greed, hate, and abuse of power. The gospel provides a model of love and compassion and hope in every sphere of our lives, in every sector of society. There is no sector of society that sin has not contaminated and salvation cannot clean up. 
But if fear and but if fear and shame shut down our witness, if fear and shame shuts down your gift, if fear and shame makes us grow silent, we become defeated salt that has lost its savor and is therefore, according to the teachings of Jesus, good for nothing. Y'all, we can't afford to be worthless. We can't afford to be without value. We must, we must be salt. We must be light. We must flow in our respective gifts. We must be witnesses of the Lord Jesus. If we are not careful, if we are not careful, we can be gifted and worthless. Blessed, but worthless. Anointed, but worthless. Scared and worthless. Ashamed and worthless. Defeated and worthless. If we ain't witnessing, we ain't winning. And if you ain't witnessing, you ain't winning. Timothy was to respond to Paul's letter by saying, I've got to get myself together. I can't let fear paralyze me. I can't let fear imprison me. I've, I've got to get myself together so I can win. So the question today, y'all, how would Timothy get himself together and start winning? How would Timothy get his act together? How, how can we do it? Those of us who are bound by fear. Those of us who are bound by, by shame. Those of us who have decided for whatever reason to shut down God's gift in our lives. How, how can we get delivered from this shutdown? How can we get delivered from, from, from shutting down our gifts and serving the Lord and witnessing for the Lord Jesus Christ? How, how, how can we overcome the fear or, or any kind of pain or any type of, of, of shame that's caused you to shut down the anointing on your life and stop telling others about Christ how, how can we overcome this fear and get our act together and start winning I'm I'm glad you asked because the text provides us the following weapons here's the first one the first one y'all the first the first thing that we need to in order to get ourselves together so we can start winning your relationship with your spiritual father that's that's one thing you need you need your your relationship with your spiritual father if there's anything that's going to help you overcome fear uh, and shame that's keeping you from serving one thing that'll help you is your relationship with your spiritual father look at verse number two verse number two Paul Paul said uh, I'm writing to Timothy my dear son may God the father uh, and Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace mercy and peace I'm writing to Timothy my dear son my, my dear son, Paul is writing as a spiritual father to his spiritual son, Timothy, his spiritual son, Timothy. He, he, Paul, Paul, Paul was Timothy's spiritual father. The voice of Timothy's father provided him what he needed to hear to get himself together. Paul spoke into Timothy's life to boost his confidence in himself and his ability to win this battle over fear and shame. He, he was trying to get him to understand God has put too much inside of you for you to be acting like you ain't got nothing to offer the world. God, God has put too, God has deposited too much inside of you for you to just decide you're going to shut down your gift. Or like some of us say, uh, sit down on your gift. God, God has put too much inside of you. That's what his father is telling him. Listen, listen to your spiritual father. Listen to your pastor. Listen to your father's voice. Your father's voice can help you win. Let me point out what the text exposes uh, as to, as to the, the, the benefit and the advantage Timothy had by having the voice of his spiritual father. First of all, look at verses 5 and 6. We will see where Paul affirmed Timothy. 
Paul affirmed Timothy. Paul, as Timothy's spiritual father, affirmed Timothy. Look at verse 5. I remember your genuine faith. Your, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. Here it is, more affirmation. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. Timothy, you got too much inside of you for you to shut down the gift. Look at what he says in verse 6 to continue to affirm Timothy. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you. Timothy, you got something inside you, boy. You got something precious inside of you. You, you got some supernatural stuff inside you that's, that's more powerful than the fear that has paralyzed you. You have a spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Verse 7, he continues to affirm Timothy. God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but God Timothy God has given you with your young self God has given you with all that potential God has given you with all of the promise you bring to the table God has given you power love and self-discipline Paul is trying to affirm Timothy. Paul told Timothy, basically, I know what's inside you. I've seen you serve. I've seen you minister to God's people. I've heard your powerful preaching. Timothy, you, you got that thing. You, you got the oil. You, you, you have what it takes to change lives. You have what it takes to turn people's lives around. Timothy, you, you got something God has given you. And if the truth is told, boy, you got an honest. Your, your mama had it and your Grandmama had. How many of y'all talk to some folk like that? Oh, you should have heard. You think she could sing? You should have heard her mama sing. Oh, you think he can preach? You should have heard his granddaddy preach. We, some of us, we got some stuff. Honest and Timothy, Paul is affirming Timothy and telling him, boy, you got some stuff inside you, and you got it. Honest. Your mama had it. Your grandmama has it. There's too much power inside you for you to allow fear to dominate you inside of this subliminally, sub, subliminally, y'all on the low Paul is telling Timothy I believe in you Timothy I believe in you I know what you're bringing to the table I, I believe in you son I need you to come out of this the kingdom needs you to emerge from this slump the world will be the better if you cancel this defeat in your life that affirmation should have done something for Timothy's conscience. It should have done something for Timothy's confidence. It, to, to hear his spiritual father recognize and affirm what he had inside him should have lifted him up. It should have made him stronger and more determined to please God. For, for his spiritual father to speak as though he believed in him and already saw he had what it took to win. And Paul saw it. Paul saw it. Paul affirmed Timothy. And that's not the only thing. As a spiritual father, Paul challenged Timothy. He challenged Timothy. I'm in verse, verse number six. Paul tries to get Timothy to, to, to get himself together so he can win. He challenged Timothy. He affirmed Timothy. But now he challenged Timothy in verse six. Verse six says, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you. Tim, Tim, I'm not going to coddle you. I'm not going to console you, Tim. I'm going to challenge you challenge you Timothy's spiritual father gave him a challenge to fan into flames to stir up the spiritual gift he didn't he didn't co-sign Timothy's surrender to fear and shame Timothy was like nah son nah bro we're not doing that today what what you ain't gonna do is sit down on all of that power that God has given you sit down on all of that love what you, what you ain't gonna do is sit down on all of that self-discipline that God has given you you got to get yourself together and let God use you 
Some of us get offended when we're challenged to overcome a fear and pain and, and weaknesses in our lives. There are some times when you need to take a break to deal with trauma or grief or exhaustion or things like that. But fear is not a good reason to take a break from flowing in your gift. I challenge all of you who are too scared or too busy or too hurt to serve in your gift, your calling, your purpose to stir up your gift and let God use you. Amen, Pastor. Paul, Paul is Timothy's spiritual father. He affirmed Timothy. He challenged Timothy. But then he also tried to brace Timothy. He tried. He, he braced Timothy. Look at verse 8. He braced Timothy. Verse 8. Verse 8. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him. With the strength God gives you. Here he's going to brace Timothy. Be ready to suffer with me. He's trying to brace Timothy and prepare him for tough times. He's trying to brace Timothy and tell him, yeah, it's, it's rough out here. It's, these, these folks ain't playing. He's, he's bracing Timothy for suffering by telling him, be ready to suffer. He was bracing Timothy for the tough days ahead. He didn't sugarcoat anything. He didn't leave out how mean, wicked, and evil people would be toward him. Paul knew some Jews would be out to get Timothy for blasphemy and preaching Jesus of Nazareth as the Savior of the world. Paul knew that some of the Romans, some of the heathens would be out to get Timothy for not worshiping the emperor. So Paul, as a spiritual father, tried to brace Timothy. Paul is telling Timothy, I ain't going to lie to you. You're going to have some folk that's going to be out to get you. And I ain't talking about just talking about you. I ain't talking about just walking past you and not speaking. I'm they're going to be trying to incarcerate you. They're, they're going to be trying to kill you, Timothy. It ain't, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. So Paul, as, as, as a spiritual father, tried to brace Timothy just as Jesus tried to brace his disciples for the persecution they'd face in, Mar in Matthew chapter 10. In Matthew chapter 10, starting at verse, six, verse 16, Jesus is trying to brace his disciples for the hard times they would face. Jesus said to them, Look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. But beware, Jesus is trying to brace them, y'all. For you will be handed over to the courts and will be flogged with whips in the synagogues and the house of God. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. So listen to me, y'all. Listen to me, y'all. Listen, listen. You really want God's purpose to be fulfilled in your life? Let me brace you and tell you, beware. Yeah. You really want God to have his way in your life? Let me brace you and warn you and tell you, beware. Because folks you serve can be nasty. Beware. Beware. Let the church say beware. Beware because folks you help can hurt you beware in ministry you shall be misunderstood beware you can show kindness to folks who will try to kill you beware folks you lift up will lie on you but God can use you anyway let him have his way God God can use you anyway Paul tried to brace Timothy but not only that Paul Paul modeled assurance for Timothy Paul modeled assurance for Timothy I'm in verse number 12 where Paul Paul modeled assurance for Timothy verse 12 that is why I am suffering here in prison but I am not ashamed of it 
Here it is. Here's the assurance. For I know the one in whom I trust. And I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. Paul, Paul was a great example of assurance, security, and certainty. He knew Jesus for real and was so secure in him that it empowered him to face what most people feared. Paul could look death in the eye and say, I'm so secure in my relationship with Christ and what he's done for me and what he has in store for me. If I die, let me die. We sing the song, don't we? If I die, let me die uh, uh, in the army of the Lord. If I die, let me die in the Okay, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Paul, that's, that's Paul's song. That's, that's Paul's life story. That's Paul's testimony. I'm, I'm willing to die for this thing because I know the one in whom I have believed. I know I place my trust in him. I, I place my soul. I trust him with my soul. I trust him with my eternal destiny. I trust him with my salvation in heaven. But I also trust him to keep me on earth. I trust him to protect me. I trust him to provide for me. I trust him to have a hedge of protection around me. I, I'm willing to go and face fear because I know the one in whom I have believed are y'all praying with me today and when we see people model assurance and security in Christ it ought to give us assurance and security in Christ when people we influence see that we're all right that we're assured and unscathed in the midst of danger they tend to be secure as well so rest assured Union Grove God's got you I don't know what you're going through, but God's got you. I don't know what you're facing, but God's got you. I don't know what is threatening your life, your well-being, but God's got you. I need somebody to just put that in the atmosphere. God's got me. I'm not worrying about the surgery. God's got me. I'm not worrying about what the doctor said. God's got me. I'm not worrying about what they're threatening to do. God's got me. I'm not worried about this economy. I'm not worried about these gas prices. I'm not worried about these food prices. I'm not worried about the effects of racism. We're going to fight against it all that we can. But the truth of the matter is God's got me and God is able to keep me. God is able to protect me. Listen, if he could make sure that three boys could walk into a fiery furnace and bring them out not even smelling like smoke I know God can keep me you ought to walk like it you ought to talk like it you ought to sing like it you ought to smile like it you ought to laugh like it God's got me trust him trust him somebody needs to declare I'm going to trust him tell him I'm going to trust you I'm going to trust you with my health I'm going to trust you with my life I'm going to trust you with my finances I'm going to trust you with my family I'm going to trust you with my future I'm going to trust you because the truth of the matter is can't nobody I wish I had some help in this Presbyterian church can't nobody do me like Jesus can't nobody do me like the Lord. Trust him, trust him, trust him. Paul, Paul modeled assurance for Timothy. Not only that, Paul, Paul taught Timothy. Paul taught Timothy. Paul, with all that Paul as a spiritual father has done for Timothy, Timothy shouldn't be losing. Timothy should be winning this battle against fear. But look at verse 13, verse 13. Paul is telling Timothy as a spiritual father, Paul says, I taught you. Look at verse 13. Hold on to the pattern. Here it is of wholesome teaching. I believe you're some King James Version may say sound words, wholesome teaching. He gave Timothy wholesome, sound, solid, God breathed, God ordained teaching. 
Amen. There are some people, they walk in in some bootleg teaching. They live in their lives based on bootleg teaching. Some of the stuff on TVs, bootlegs. Some of the folk, you may be streaming, not y'all, not y'all. This solid right here, not y'all. But some of these folks we stream, bootleg. Paul is saying, you didn't get any bootleg. You, you got the real deal. What I gave you came straight to me from heaven itself. Timothy did not receive bootleg teaching from a bootleg preacher. He received sound, wholesome teaching. Paul was telling Tim, I, I taught you better than that. I taught you better than that. And I'm, gonna tell, I'm not going to call any names, but some of y'all need to hear this from your spiritual father. I taught y'all better than that. How you living? I taught y'all better than that. How you responding to learning opportunities? I taught y'all better than that. How you giving? I taught y'all better than that. How, how you're not serving? I taught y'all better than that. How you're not connecting with anybody? I taught y'all better than that. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Paul is telling Timothy, I taught you better than that. What I taught you was the real deal. So your security should override what scares you. What I taught you should boost your confidence in Christ, keeping you. Your life isn't a reflection of the lessons you were given. Timothy, you've got to get yourself together so you can win. Here's a quick question for all of y'all. All of y'all. Those of you who aren't flowing in your gift. Who taught you that? Who taught you it was optional to serve God? Who taught you it was okay to neglect and ignore the gift and all of what the Lord has deposited in your life? It wasn't your spiritual father. It wasn't your heavenly father. Maybe it was the father of lies. The devil himself. Regardless, it's time for you to deliver what God has deposited in you. Your church needs it. The body of Christ needs it. Those in darkness need it. With all these amazing benefits from his relationship with his spiritual father, Timothy should be winning. Paul affirmed Timothy. Paul challenged Timothy. Paul braced Timothy. Paul modeled assurance for Timothy. Paul taught Timothy as your spiritual father. Let me tell you, Union Grove, I believe in y'all. I believe in what God can do through us. I, I believe in us. I believe in you individually. God has done too much for you and deposited too much in you for any of you to not let him use you. Amen, pastor. Let God use you. If you're not working in ministry, you're not winning. Let God use you. Be a witness of the saving grace of God through Jesus Christ. Get yourself together and let God use you. Amen, Pastor. Your relationship with your spiritual father can help you get yourself together so you can win. Secondly, secondly, Lord, all that was the first point. All that was the first point. Secondly, your gift or reigniting your gift with your faith can help you get yourself together. Reigniting your gift with your faith can help you get yourself together. I'm in verses five through seven. Reignite your gift with your faith. Here's what Paul told Timothy. I remember your genuine faith, your, you, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you. Fan into flames. The spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. 
For God has not given you a spirit of fear and, and timidity, but of power, love, and of self-discipline. Paul, Paul was telling Timothy, I know the same faith continues strong in you. That is why I remind you. Tim, you have faith. You're allowing your faith to be choked by your fear. I know what you have in you, but Tim, you can reignite your gift through your faith. Timothy was told basically to fan into flames. That language is stir up the gift that is within you is, is language that, 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 that uh, is, is, is symbolizes uh, fanning flames of his spiritual gift. Just as wind makes forest fires burn with greater intensity and wind can cause fire to spread. Faith causes the flames of our spiritual gift to keep us serving and witnessing for the Lord Jesus. Wind feeds fire oxygen and keeps it burning. Faith feeds our spiritual gift just like wind feeds fire. Am I making sense to y'all? Fear, watch this. Fear can extinguish the fire of your gift. Faith can reignite the fire of your gift. Paul is telling Timothy, reignite your gift with your faith in God. Paul, I want, you to, I want you to understand this. Please hear me well. Listen, listen. Paul did not tell Timothy to grab anything outside of him to stir up his gift. Timothy, what, what, what would stir up the gift already resided within Timothy. Tim didn't need anointing oil rubbed on his forehead. Tim didn't need to be slain in the spirit at the altar at the church. Tim, Tim didn't need any devils or spirit of fear cast out of him. Watch what Paul said. Paul did not tell him, God did not give you a spirit of fear. You need to find somebody to cast that spirit out of you. That's not what Paul told him. Paul said, God has not given you a spirit of fear. What you need to do, you got to reignite the flame of the fire of that gift that God has put inside of you. You don't need nothing. Watch. You don't need nothing outside of you to help you deal with what's inside you. Amen. Tim needed to reignite his gift with faith he already had, just like his mama had and his grandmama had. Paul told Timothy, I remember your genuine faith. Paul, t Paul told Timothy, Tim, you got it. You have a faith in God, a faith that saved you and a faith that can keep you out. I, I remember, I remember, Paul says to Timothy, I remember, remember, Paul is locked up in prison. Timothy is in Ephesus. Paul told Timothy, I remember, I re this is something Timothy should have done. Timothy should have remembered he should have remembered all the times he trusted God and God came through he should have remembered all the times he needed protection and God watched over him Timothy Timothy should have remembered all the times God fulfilled his word in Timothy's life working your memory like that can reignite your faith and reignite your gift Timothy should have remembered all the times God came through for his mama Eunice and his grandmother Lois Timothy Timothy should have remembered any time they called on the name of the Lord and God showed up showed out made a way moved mountains cast out devils Paul Paul remembered Timothy's faith and Timothy should have put his memory to work so his faith could reignite his spiritual gift Timothy y'all Timothy should have remembered all the times God provided all the times God delivered all the times God made his enemies his footstool all the times God worked miracles and that should have done something for Timothy's faith and his and, and reigniting the flames of his gift of his gift I'm telling y'all Timothy should have said to himself the truth is I've 
got too much faith to be losing. I've seen God respond to faith too many times for me to be losing this fight. I've seen him keep my mother. I've seen him protect my grandmother. I've seen him fight battles for my family. I've seen him heal the sick in our community because of their faith. I've seen what faith can do. I need to get myself together. I wonder if it's at least one of y'all who can testify. I've seen what faith can do. I've seen what faith in God can do. I've seen how faith in God can move mountains. I've seen how faith in God can bring wayward children back home. I've seen how faith in God can keep food on the table when you've been laid off. I've seen what faith in God can do. I need you to put your memory to work right now. I need you to put your memory to work right now. Have you ever seen God respond to your faith? Have you ever seen God protect you? Have you ever seen God provide for you? If fear has extinguished your gift, then reignite it with your faith. Your faith is a weapon. Paul told the Ephesians that we have the shield of faith. Your faith is a weapon. When you've seen God do too much, baby, that's a weapon. When you've seen God come through too much, that is a weapon. Paul, Paul, what is Timothy to do about this, this spirit of fear? Does he need some oil uh, dropped or poured on him to cast the spirit out? No, he don't, need, he don't need nobody to come and lay hands on him. Timothy needs to get his act together and reignite his faith. He needs to let his memory go back to all the times God has done anything for him and reignite his gift that God has given him him bless the lord your relationship with your spiritual father can help you get your help you get yourself together secondly reigniting your gift with your faith can help you get yourself together and finally finally replacing fear with supernatural resources from your heavenly father can help you get yourself together i know that's a lot replace fear with supernatural resources from your heavenly father God has not given you or I spirit of fear, but he has given us supernatural resources that can help us win, that can help us serve him, that can help us move forward. Amen. So Paul was telling Timothy, replace the fear with what God has given you. Verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Timothy was encouraged to replace what God had not given him with what God had given him. Timothy's fear had not come from God, but power, love, and self-discipline came from the Lord. It was up to Timothy to replace what had not come from God with what had come from God. And it's up to you to replace your fear that has not come from God with what has come from God. Let me, let me break this down. Paul said, God has given you power, love, and a sound mind. Number one, get yourself together with supernatural power from your heavenly father. You have supernatural power already inside of you to replace that fear. This power is enough for you to plow through your fear. It is the same power that gave the apostles in early church the wherewithal to preach even when they were threatened and commanded to stop. Yeah, it's the boldness Peter demonstrated when he preached only to go to jail for preaching, then be set free by an angel who told him to return to the public square and keep preaching. And preaching, Peter did. 
Even though it was, he, he was threatened to stop, he kept on preaching. Even though the people who killed Jesus threatened to kill Peter, Peter kept on preaching. It is the boldness. It is a boldness and a courage that compels you. It is a boldness that frees you to be a witness for Christ. Power. God has given you power. You don't have to be a preacher to have that power. You don't have to be a deacon to have that power. If you've accepted Jesus Christ in your life, you have power. Doesn't matter how weak you may feel, you have power. Doesn't matter how, how much cowardice you may feel, you have power. The question is if you're going to let the power that God has given you replace the faith that has not come from God. God said, God, uh, Paul said, God has given you uh, power, love, and a sound mind. Second thing, get yourself together with supernatural love. From your heavenly father. Supernatural love. A love that's so supernatural, so powerful. You, you have a love for sinners. It's a love for sinners that, that you, because your love for sinners, you can't keep quiet. You, you can't keep silent. You, you realize if I keep quiet, they're going to go to hell. If, if I keep quiet, they're going to go without hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. It's, it's a love for sinners that's enough to plow through your fear. It's the same love the father demonstrated when he plowed through sin and darkness by giving this world his his only begotten son for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall not whoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life all because of love 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 he plowed through sin he plowed through darkness with this love and giving us Jesus that whoever would believe in him should not perish and have everlasting life that's a powerful love y'all love that can plow through darkness that's a powerful love a, pow a love so powerful that says I don't care how much sin they're in I'm coming to get them I don't care how much they've rebelled against me I'm coming to get them I don't care how much they messed their life up I'm coming to get them in all of us who all of you watching this stream all of you in here now who feel like I really got to turn my life around I really got to get off these drugs I really got to get off this alcohol I really need to get my life turned around that's God already working on your heart pulling you in toward him that you that that conviction that you're feeling that's God stirring your heart saying I'm coming to get you I love you too much to leave you in the shape you're in I love you too much to leave you in those drugs I love you too much to leave you in that bondage when we when we feel like we got to give our lives to God and get our lives right that's God saying I love you and I'm pulling you to me and God has given us that love he's given us that supernatural love that will love him too much to quit love God too much to let our fears drown out our faith and our love for him and then finally he says he says God has given you power God has given you love and God has given you a sound mind sound mind it's another another way to translate that is he's given you self-discipline you can regulate yourself. What it really means, I shared this this past Wednesday in Emana. What it really means is you can keep yourself together when you're under so much pressure, you're about to panic. It's, it's a supernatural self-discipline where you don't have to fall victim to the can't help it. God gives us that supernatural that supernatural power, that supernatural sound mind, that supernatural self-discipline. Uh, another, uh, uh, another thing that's, inter, that, that's in, injected in the definition of that sound mind is, is a measure of, of extraordinary sanity. How many of y'all ever went through something and you lost your mind? Don't lie. Come on. Don't. I know it's some mamas in here. You heard something about your child and lost your mind. Paul says what God has given you, you given, Paul has given, God, God has given you a sound mind, self-control that can keep you 
from losing your mind. It can keep you from behaving like you done lost your mind. This mindset is strong enough to plow through fear. It is a God-given supernatural ability to regulate your emotions and think straight when you're under intense pressure. It can keep you from panicking and overreacting in a way that is detrimental to what the Lord is doing in your context. Replace, replace what God has not given you with what God has given you. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but he has given you power, love, and a sound mind. Paul, what is Timothy to do? Timothy is to replace his fear with the supernatural resources God has put within him. It works kind of like this. It works kind of like this. When we replace fear with power, love, and a sound mind, it's like a good NBA trade. Unlike some trades where one team, tra one team trades one great player for several good players, trading fear for power, love, and a sound mind makes you guaranteed to win against the enemy. There was one particular trade that took, back, took place back in 2018 when the Boston Celtics traded Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, Zizic and a first-round draft pick for Kyrie Irving, who played for the Cleveland Cavaliers at the time. Four guys from Boston to Cleveland for one star to come from Cleveland to Boston. Didn't work out too well. In fact, it still ain't working out <laughs> too well for Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie was seen as a problem in the locker room. Left Boston after two seasons. It was a bad trade for Boston when you consider the Celtics lost to the Cavaliers in the playoffs that year. But trading or replacing fear that God has not given you with the power of God, love of God, and self-discipline is an awesome trade. Sending that fear back to where it came from in exchange for God's resources dominating your life, your thinking, your ministry, your family, your community. Listen, listen, the devil gets the short end of the stick. It puts his team of darkness and evil at a significant disadvantage. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Replace it with what makes you too courageous to be quiet. Replace fear and shame with love for sinners who are just like you were before someone shared the good news about Jesus with you. Replace fear. Replace fear with the sound mind your heavenly father gave you. So you may be asking how. How, how do I make this trade? How do I replace my fear with power, love, and a sound mind? Good question. I'm glad you asked. I would, we, I would begin with repentance. I would begin with repentance. Whether, it's, whether fear has choked, is extinguished your gift or whether pain may have extinguished your gift, church hurt may have extinguished your gift, I would begin with repentance. That will, that will sound something like this. Father, I'm sorry. I repent for allowing fear to extinguish my fire. Father, I repent for allowing hurt to extinguish my fire. Father, I, I, I repent for allowing being too busy to extinguish my fire. Father, I, I repent for shutting down my witness for Christ. I, I repent for not being as, as steadfast as I should have been in telling others about Jesus' salvation. Father, I, I repent. I repent for holding back on the power. I repent for holding back on the love. I repent and resolve to be calm under pressure. No need to act chill. Believe me when I tell you, church, you got to chill with the sound mind. EPMD for those of you who didn't get <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would live in that sound mind I would make up in my mind today is the last day fear is going to dominate my life today is the last day I'm 
going to be defeated by fear. Today, I'm canceling defeat in my life. I got too much inside of me for me to be losing. I have too much inside of me for me not to be winning. I've got to get myself together and let God use me. So I'm closing with this. I'm going to take it easy and close with this. The simple question. Are you going to just sit on your gift? Are you going to continue to quench the witness that God has given you of, what, of who Jesus is and what he can do? With all God has deposited in you, will you continue to live with your gift extinguished? You got too much inside you. There's too much of a need around you. People need what God has put inside you. People need the testimony of what God has brought you through. God, God, God has put too much inside you for you to keep it to yourself. So get up out that dungeon of despair. Get up out of that prison of fear. You've got to win. You've got to win. And when you win, and letting God use you, when you win, and flowing in your gift, we all win. The kingdom wins. Your church wins. Your community wins wins on the way here i'm done jonathan on the way here uh first lady was reading some just a few things that happened in macon just in the past week so much stuff that happened in the past week a teenage a 15 year old boy was killed and i think another 15 year old boy killed somebody and uh, uh, a woman sets walmart on fire and there's a remedy for all of this there's a remedy for all these acts of darkness Amen. The grace of God, the good news of salvation is the remedy for all this. We, we are the remedy. But if all we're going to do is half church, come to church, half church. If, if all we're going to do is be too busy to serve in the kingdom, if all we're going to do is let fear of what folk might say about us, what folk might do to us, and how folk might hurt. Now, the last time they hurt me, so I ain't doing it. If, if we allow all of that to keep us from releasing the, the gift, the goodness God has put inside of us, evil will continue to triumph. Pain People who love to inflict pain will continue to triumph. Folk who love to be mean and nasty will continue to triumph. Y'all, God has put too much inside of us for us to act as if we have nothing to offer. I don't care how young you are. Doesn't matter how much you've gone through. Doesn't matter how much Bible you don't know. You got some stuff inside you that can make the world better. It can make somebody's world better. How many of you believe that? How many of you believe that? This has been Dr. David Anthony Clark of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. We thank you for listening. If you're ever in the Middle Georgia area, please worship with us. On the behalf of Dr. Clark and the Union Grove family, thank you for listening.